Welcome to Beyond the Book. In this episode, we'll talk about success strategies and how when they are designed by triumphant people, they often lead to amazing accomplishments. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, guiding you through the essential elements that routinely show up in successful individuals. So let's dive into another episode to help you accomplish your objectives in a more timely and efficient manner. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Book. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, joined as always by an enlightening and an insightful individual to discuss their contribution to the book Pillars of Success, co-authored with Jack Canfield himself. Again, our guest today going to share some enlightening you know, bits with us about their experiences, their personal and professional lives. Uh, you know, so we've got, a, we've got an exciting one for you in a moment. But I want to read a short bio about our guest before we bring them on. Our guest today is Pat Ziemer, the founder and owner of MagnaWave. Pat is a best-selling author, speaker, and mentor who's passionate about wellness and pulsed electromagnetic therapy and the many benefits that it provides. Ziemer has worked with a variety of medical professionals from doctors to veterinarians and even chiropractors who strive to do more for their clients and of course their business. Pat's internationally known for his work with MagnaWave and his best-selling book PEMF. Pat likes to keep in touch with his customers during weekly office hours via Facebook Lives, pretty cool, where he's answering questions about machines, treatments, so on and so forth. So we're going to go ahead and welcome Pat into the show. Pat, thank you so much for joining us today, and we're excited to get chatting. Hey, Ryan, I'm glad to be here. It sounds like a good time. All righty. Well, Pat, uh, I think it would be great for our, our listeners right off the top. I mean, yes, I did just read a little bit of, about you and your experiences with MagnaWave, but if you could kind of peel back the curtain a little bit for us and provide us with that that 10,000-foot view of your, your life and uh, share a little bit about what led you to MagnaWave and um, you know being here on this podcast today. Well, I'm happy to do that. Well, it, it all started, uh, my ver- venture into this uh, realm of therapy started after 9-11. Uh, but I need to preface that with my educational background deals with microbiology and pathology, which I really never used <laughs> in my professional life uh, until I got involved with this. Just before I started with MagnaWave, I had an air charter service, sold jet aircraft, provided jet maintenance uh, at Louisville International Airport, and 9-11 pretty much changed and stopped everything that, that we were doing. I can imagine. And we had to find a new direction. I had a friend in Canada who manufactured therapy equipment using PEMF, pulse electromagnetic field therapy, for horses. And uh, he asked me if I'd come help him at Churchill Downs. I had a background with horses. My mother had horses as I was growing up. And so I was familiar with them, been around them uh, most of my life. And I said, sure, I can do that. And so we hooked up Churchill Downs and I started providing therapy services and therapy equipment to the, the racehorses wow. uh, at Keeneland, uh, Churchill Downs, going into Florida, at Gulfstream Park, various places around the country. And it was a lot of fun and it was working, but I I wasn't making the money, if you will, that I made uh, in the aircraft business. And but it gave me something to do after that. It was devastating for us in the aircraft business. Basically, uh, we would service. uh, Let me back up, say it this way. UPS would launch about 120, 20 overflow aircraft per day. And our company maintain those aircraft. And uh, what happened after 9-11, they were launching maybe four. Uh, they didn't mm. launch any 60 days and maybe four. So I could not survive servicing 
four aircraft a day um, or that could need service on that type of basis. So that just killed us. But at any rate, I uh, got hooked up for my friend in Canada, began uh, working with horses again at Churchill Downs. And I did that for about six years. And then I found MagnaWave. I found what became MagnaWave as a piece of equipment that was high powered PEMF, gave us immediate results. And I started using it and uh, the results were immediate. Like 95% of the time I treat a horse and they'd go out and the horse would come back and they'd say, my God, it ran better. It jumped better. It did all this stuff. And that really just started us off and it uh, took off from there. Well, Uh, quick question, quick question for you here, Pat. Um, You know, when you say you you would treat and work with horses, you know, via MagnaWave, when, or I guess, what was the, the circumstances leading up to a horse requiring that kind of treatment? Well, what it does is it provides inflammation reduction, which provides pain relief. Mm-hmm. It provides the ability for them to have an extended range of motion. So uh, in the horse world, if they can have a little better range of motion, they can jump the fences uh, better and they can they can run faster. Mm-hmm. Uh more comfortably. Uh, it improves the oxygenation in the lungs, so they, their stamina is increased. So in the athletic world, which we're getting into now more and more with the NFL teams and so forth, to increase stamina, uh, it, it's really kind of cool. I did some work mm-hmm. and went to Dubai uh, as a guest of the Sheik and spent some time there several years ago. And just two years ago, some folks came over from Dubai and said, hey, you got to help my camels run faster so we can compete with the Sheik's camels in the camel racing in Dubai. Wow. And I said, I camels run faster, but I can help your camels run fast longer, which is going to give you a competitive uh, advantage or at least an equal competitive situation Mm -hmm. with the other folks that were using our type of equipment in Dubai. And so that's kind of what it does. It just helps out the oxygenation and the blood flow. And if we can make the horses perform better, then the riders are going to like that. The owners are going to like that Mm -hmm. for their racehorse. That's kind of where it all came from. Oh, that's fascinating work, and I'm sure it's extremely rewarding to see, you know, the work that you do have a physical and tangible result, you know, that you get to see out on the racetrack the next day. That's sure. that's really exciting. Absolutely. Um, well, Pat, obviously we have you here on the show beyond the book uh, to discuss your contribution to a phenomenal book, The Pillars of Success, and you had the opportunity to work with legendary author Jack Canfield. Uh, first and foremost, I'd love to dive into specifically your contribution to the book. I believe it's chapter three here in Pillars of Success, the title of the chapter, What a Difference a Day Can Make in Your Life. You've got a great quote here as well from Babe Ruth right under the title, You Just Can't Beat a Person Who Never Gives Up. I love that quote. It's so true. I mean, how many times uh, have you, you know, had to go up against somebody who just has a, you know, a tenacity that's unmatched and and you just struggle to beat them in whatever way, shape or form it is. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that message of what a difference a day can make in your life and what led you to want to contribute this chapter to the book. Well, the day was Mm 9-11 and changed my life totally. Uh, everything was wonderful. We were successful, but it just it just turned us upside down and we had to survive. And so uh, I've been one to, uh, I guess, I guess you can say I've been competitive and so forth most of my life, but uh, I just had to figure something to do. And so I went, as I kind of briefly described, went into the horse world, into the therapy realm that I had some background in, but it was a tough ride. I mean, uh, we went, we were broke. We started on Thanksgiving day and, um, we, we'd sold equipment for other people. And in 2007, we started MagnaWave and, uh, we were on the road full time in our RV five years, almost, 
almost seven years. Uh, I was on for seven. My wife was with me full time for five. But we, we had to get started. And on our first day, we had uh, my son, we were talking about the other day, he had 16 bucks. I had 50. We had a glass, a bottle of champagne, 12 pack of beer and a chicken on our grill in <laughs> in uh, uh, Wellington, Florida, uh, for Thanksgiving. And, and from that beginning, uh, we've grown to a multi-million dollar, uh, over seven figure a year business that is just incredible. Uh, and it just started that way. But uh, again, we had to train people. We had to stay on the road full time. It wasn't easy living in that uh, tube, as my wife calls it, for five to seven years. Uh, but we were on the road seven days a week. Uh, at racetracks, horse shows, chiropractic conventions, any place I could go to get someone to pay attention to our equipment. And it just began to grow. And uh, along the way, I had to learn to be focused. It was so easy to get to chase silver objects or shiny objects, as, as we often talk about. And, and so I'd say, oh, I'm going to go over here and do this because we're going to help make some more money or I'm going to go do this. And, and people would say to me, no, nope, you got to stay focused. Stay focused on what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing and, and provide the services, you know. And, and so dedication to that, to stay focused. And probably the biggest thing and what really brought me to sharing the book is I had to have credibility. Mm -hmm. I had to have authenticity to my customers. If they if they looked at me and I didn't look like I believed in what I was doing, then they wouldn't believe in what I was doing. So my elevator speech, my my mannerisms, how I carried myself was every bit as important as the therapy that I was providing. The therapy did its job. But if I didn't believe that and express that to my people, to my customers and to my practitioners who were coming on board, it wouldn't work. Mm hmm. Yeah, transparency and, and authenticity are everything in, in, in this kind of it sounds like this kind of, you know, this line of work. Exactly. And and so the, the book comes along with, with Jack and I followed him for years and uh, attended a couple of his ser uh, 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 seminars that he would have. And, and it just was something that I felt like that if I can contribute this and people can read our story, what we did, what our struggles were to to build this business to where now uh, my both of my children are involved and, and we're continuing to grow even during this COVID mm -hmm. situation today we've we've had a very good year and continuing to grow so it was a dedication to stay focused and, and that's been that's the key and i really enjoyed the book to do that and to participate and it i've got several books that i participated in but this one with jack really says you know come on pay attention to this listen to this and the other contributors in the book i mean just to read their stuff mm -hmm. from perspective gives me motivation <laughs> because right did some things that worked and other people did some things that worked. And so just to pull all that together, it's just a, it's just a template for success. It, it really is. There are a lot of fascinating entrepreneurs that had contributed to this book and, and, you know, in preparing to do this podcast today, you know, obviously reading your chapter and, and reading others that we've had on this show. I, I mean, there are so many lessons that can be taken from this book. I, you know, I love your message in this chapter of, of not giving up when things are looking like they're, you know, you're heading to, to the place of being down and out, you know, th right. there is a rebound, so to speak. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting to hear, you know, you've rebounded from this, uh, and, and I was going to ask you about, um, you know, how the COVID-19 pandemic has, has impacted your business because, you know, uh, COVID-19 from a business standpoint is a case study in and of itself. There are so many industries and businesses that have had to flip upside down in order to continue making a profit and change the way they do things and, uh, you know, and really take a look inward in order 
order to survive as a business. So, uh, you know, anytime we've had a guest on in the, you know, ever since COVID's broke out, uh, I've always liked to ask and, and, you know, I'm intrigued to hear about how different businesses have adjusted. So it sounds like your business has, has actually, you know, in a way almost thrived during this. Could you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And and I was scared to death. I mean, sure. uh, we we spend months in Florida during the winter because of the, the performance horses that are there and the racetracks that are there. So that's kind of where we go to work. People, my family's always said, oh, yeah, you're on vacation in Florida, but they're not up at four o'clock in the morning and, <laughs> at, and, and doing those kind of things. But uh, it is nicer weather. Uh, but we, we found ourselves there. All of a sudden, COVID hits. We can't come home. We wanted to, we would typically come home in March, uh, early March, and we couldn't because they would travel and all that kind of stuff. So we stayed till mid-April before we came home. And we just I just knew that our business was going to, uh, because in some respects, you know, yes, from the veterinary perspective and the performance horse perspective, it's a, it's a viable, necessary type of therapy. But on the other hand, we're in sports and dealing with sports that many consider a luxury. And so I was just afraid that our business was, was going to stop. And pivoting became very important to us. We, uh, we typically sell our machines to practitioners and we sell machines to end users. And that pivoted. We began in a rental process where people could rent a machine and, and go forward with that. I learned a lot in 2009 with that, when the, when the economy imploded, the real estate market and everything imploded in 2009. We had a similar situation. Situation. We lost 30 to 40 percent of our business. So how we maneuvered at that point kept us in business. And so we reverted back to some of the things we did in 2009, renting of equipment, giving practitioners additional machines. Practitioners couldn't go to the barns, if you will, to treat the horses or go to the home to treat the dogs. So we get we set them up with machines that they could rent to the barn owners, teach the barn owners how to use them on their horses or their dogs or their cats or themselves, whatever the situation would be. And that basically helped our practitioners. Practitioners continue to succeed and helped us continue uh, to succeed. And, and so in, as I look at the story, uh, January was incredible. February, March and April were off. None of them were none of those months were below what we did a year ago, but they were a year ago type of numbers. And then in uh, uh, late April, May, June and July, we have been up 25, 30, 40 percent every month. Wow. And. Now, the other thing that's happened is with so many people staying at home, they they where they would typically go somewhere for therapy or they'd go to their doctor. They didn't want to do that. So we started a, a lot more home use uh, type of stuff. So we were teaching people how to use it at home. Same thing. We put machines in doctors' hands that they could then send home with their clients to treat their aches and their pains. Uh, and, and that worked out very well. And it's continued to, to develop from that type of process. So we pivoted. Uh, our marketing has been, we, we, let me just go back, our focus, and you've probably heard these kind of stories, but uh, four years ago, a businessman here in Louisville made me a bet. He said, look, he said, I know you're average, you're doing stuff and your business is growing, but you're kind of stuck over here at this, at this number. And if you, you know, the old marketing scenario, give me $2, I'll give you back four in, in the internet marketing world. And, and that's what he did. He challenged me. He said, look, if you give me, and my first check that I had to write to these people was 20 some thousand dollars for marketing. And it, it almost tripled in, in, uh, in 30, in 30 to 45 days. Wow. And, so we started going down that road, and so we became what I consider to be a marketing machine two or three years ago that we really implemented when the COVID hit. Mm -hmm. We needed to 
places to market to, but we used our typical same marketing strategy. So we found the new markets, went to the new markets and, and developed them. And, and focus is the key there mm-hmm. and trust in what's going on and and uh, internet marketing is there's been a lot of people in my in my sector of business that have not survived there are competitors of ours that have not survived because they weren't ready to pivot mm-hmm. they didn't have weren't set up to pivot they didn't and, and and we've been very cautious to watch our watch our dollars as we've grown so we were able to uh, to withstand and and today we have we we laid off no employees in fact we've uh, we've hired more employees. We're up now to about 40 employees. Just moved this last week into a new uh, 11,000 square foot office building awesome. uh, that we bought in February. Well, maybe we wouldn't have done it <laughs> if <laughs> COVID was coming. We might have right. made a while, but it's all working fine. Everything's coming together. And, and uh, to me, it comes down to uh, the focus and the dedication and, and following people like Jack Canfield who give out great information. If you just listen and think and go, you can do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It sounds like focus, persistence, and then of course, flexibility, uh, you know, all playing massive roles for you and your company during that time. And, um, you know, the next question I wanted to bring up, Pat, was specifically the experience of getting to work alongside, yes, those phenomenal entrepreneurs that we talked about earlier, but also Jack Canfield himself. I mean, this is the author of a you know, of one of the highest selling books of all time, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and that entire series. You know, furthermore, so what was it like for you getting to be among a list of acclaimed individuals and to get to work with Jack Canfield? Well, you know, that's a great question, and we talked about authenticity a while ago. Uh, I've been, as I said, I've participated in some other books uh, as a co-author and as several as compendiums, and they were fine and they did well. And and we could say, well, you did a book and you've got this, and they were health books and so forth. But when when you talk to Jack and you sit down and spend time with him, like we were able to do. And he now has one of my machines at home that he uses with he and his wife regularly and talks about it a lot. Uh, but just to, how do I, I've got a couple of stories, but just to be able to be in the same realm with someone who is successful as he is and has been, and to be able to to write with him, have them tell you what they like and what they don't like about what you're writing, but then sit down and, and be a part of that compendium. Really, it, you know, it's like a it's like a hash mark on your on your wall. It mm-hmm. it just sets you apart. And and I really didn't anticipate that. You know, uh, but when I go somewhere now or when I, I give books away in my my weekly uh, podcast that I do, and, and of course we sell some books and I've had some book signings, but when I talk to folks and we're going on and they're saying, well, what you, you know, what kind of motivation can you give and what have you done to support this motivation? Well, I've written a book with Jack Canfield. Oh, it just changes the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's important. That that's important for anything that we do going forward. And and uh, so we've enjoyed that tremendously. And then I, I again I follow. I read his emails. I follow him. I've taken his classes. And it just uh, if you if you pay attention, it'll 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 work out. Pay off. What well, what was the experience like for you getting to? Kind of to take a take a big step back and look at the persistence, the flexibility, all the things that we just mentioned, uh, and get to that, or at least that your company had exhibited to stay afloat during you know recessions, COVID, nine eleven, all of these different factors of adversity. 
What was it like to take that step back and then put it all down onto paper? Was that was that an emotional process for you? Well, it it was because you know you you sometimes you, you you experience a lot of tribulations in life, and we lost a son 16 years ago, and you you never get over that. Mm-hmm. And but still, when you sit back and you look at the devastating things of uh, 9/11, there were plenty of people in 9/11 in the aviation business that I knew that did not survive. And and so, you know, like ourselves. And so you, you have that and then you start to write it on a piece of paper and you sit down. When I met with Jack, we're sitting there and we're going through it and I'm telling him my story and, and how my daughter became involved with us and how we've grown over the years. And he, he kind of just looked at me and he said, my God, you know, you've, you've been down the road. You've been down three or four times. And we have. I mean, down to where we had nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and so I guess the biggest thing is, you know, focus. And as, as you've said, and we've talked to this whole call, uh, just persistence when you, you know, you, when you're down, you get back up and, mm-hmm. and you stay up and, and you keep going. And, and so, it, yeah, it gets emotional, it, very emotional when you sit back and start thinking about it, how, how in, in some essences, I sit here and tell my wife, you know, we've been blessed to do this. But she says, yeah, you got up at four o'clock every morning. You work seven days a week, you know, and, you, and, and we did. She was with me the whole time and she'd get up with me and we'd do this. And so we, we, we paid our dues to get to where, we, where we've been blessed to get. And, and it's exciting to share that. And it's exciting when other people say, hey, you need to share that story. Right, right. There's you know, no better. Yeah. You sit around and you think, oh, no one cares what the hell I've done or where I've been or what, what's going on. But then he says, no, no, people are going to like mm-hmm. to hear what you've been and what you, what you have done. And um, I couldn't do any of it without our 40 incredible employees at this point in time. And they're all working hard and we love them being around. Well, speaking of those employees, uh, you know, one of my final questions for you today is I'd love to hear kind of a, a- current situation of MagnaWave? You know, you mentioned you guys had just moved into a new office space. Uh, You know, are there any uh, current endeavors that you guys are working on or certain relationships with different partners or anything that you're relatively excited about at the moment? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, our our involvement in professional sports, uh, football and baseball, primarily some soccer teams, is increasing all the time. We're taking our equipment a lot for years. Our type of equipment has kind of been stuck in the veterinary world um and we need to 150 years ago the ama took electromedicine out of mainline medicine other countries did not you go to europe and our our medicine our therapy is mainline mm-hmm. you go to south for mainline canada the united states we were kind of we were kind of taken out of medicine, as was massage and acupuncture, chiropractic and other things. So everybody's working to get back into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So that's been a challenge, a charge for us. And and so we're establishing a whole new line. Uh, it, it's I'll share it with you. It's called Aura Wellness of equipment that is tested and and registered with the FDA. And we're doing some studies to be cleared by the FDA. So that is all in place to launch in January. And and so we're excited about that, a line of human equipment. Our equipment works across the board, but you have to separate human from animal. Sure. And so that that's happening. So we have uh, two, three new machines that we're introducing uh, right after the first of the year. One of them in the veterinary space has just come out within the last two or three weeks ago. So that's exciting mm-hmm. uh, to have all of our stuff uh, safety tested. And that's it's just a, a strange deal. But if we want to export to as non-veterinary into Europe, we have to be safety tested and FDA registered and that stuff. And, right. and there's a lot 
our space that, that haven't been able to do that or they haven't gone down those roads to do studies and to do those things. And, and we're trying to play the game that way. So that's exciting. It's costing a lot of money, mm-hmm. but uh, to be there and to, and to have that, that again, authority and credibility that we are testing our stuff. It does have basis for what we're doing. This is what we do in Europe and this, you know, these are the folks we're dealing with. So that's exciting. And that that's uh, on the horizon. Like, and and what's propelled that is professional sports. Mm -hmm. Um, It works for them. They like it. They can use it uh, off label. We say they can use these items uh, for their athletes and I, that really developed, you may enjoy this part of the story, but uh, I, I have a, a woman who is a customer uh, of one of our practitioners in Texas, mm-hmm. and she's been treating horses and using the stuff for years. And one day my phone rings and it says, uh, Todd, and he says, hi, I'm Todd. I'm with the Tennessee Titans. And uh, my owner tells me that I need to use your equipment on my horses. And it all just kind of clicked. She's mm-hmm. been using it on her horses in Texas. He owns the Titans. She tells him, get this equipment and use it for our for our team mem- members to help them. Uh, and we all Tennessee did quite well this past year. And, and, mm-hmm. and so a lot of things have happened. And that's how it started. And now we're with multiple professional teams and baseball teams and soccer. And it's all come from they can use something that works and that gives us better credibility, credibility to move forward. Awesome. Well, it sounds like it's just one more hurdle for you and your team to, to leap over in, in, uh, in quite the climb uh, since 9-11. Yeah. So I, I, congratulations to you guys. That's fantastic to hear that despite the adversity, uh, you've certainly moved through it all and come out on the other end, uh, you know, in a successful position. Um, but, you know, Pat, I guess uh, to kind of wrap up the show, is there, is there anything else that you wanted to share that we haven't have we taken a dive into today? Oh, gosh. Uh, just stay focused. Focus mm-hmm. is and, and uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn, whatever. If you want to talk about your focus, I'm happy to do it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Pat, we thank you so much for joining us today on the Beyond the Book. I uh, really appreciate the conversations and, and obviously your, your very insightful contribution to the book, Pillars of Success. Thank you. Well, that, we thank you, our audience, for joining us for yet another edition of Beyond the Book. Stay tuned for more intriguing and, as always, enlightening conversations in our next episode. For our guest, Pat Zemer, I am Ryan Ruff saying so long. And we'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Book.